Travelers, this is the Never Ending Adventure Podcast and Adventure Time Podcast. I am Russell Tyndall. Uh, I'm here with my co-host DJ Nettie P. Coming and at you we live. are so excited to have you for another episode of Adventure Time. Today we're talking about Paper Pete, Season Three, Episode Twenty Two, uh, and this is a good little. Uh, would you consider this a Treehouse episode? I know you love your Treehouse episodes, Ned. I wouldn't consider it a treehouse episode, but I do okay. know what you mean, though, because like the setting of this one is really key that it gives you. It doesn't have that same like cozy aspect that I always expect out of like what I quote unquote called treehouse episodes. That's but fair. I love yeah. the the library setting here. We're just not adventuring far, and I think that's why I was like, oh, maybe this will qualify as a treehouse episode. But certainly, it's it is its own thing, right? They're yeah. they're hanging out in the library. It's Finn and Jake and Jake refusing to go in on an adventure and Finn kind of making up an adventure and stumbling upon one all in the same. Uh, but if you haven't seen this episode, go check it out before this podcast. As you know, I've never seen the show before. Ned has seen it plenty of times. So we're, plenty. I'm excited to dive into this one. I, I don't think this is going to be anywhere near my top 10 for, I mean, maybe it's in like nine or 10. I don't know, but it's, yeah, it's not yeah. like my favorite for this season. Certainly. No, we've, we've had some good ones this season. I think if, if we just go back, cause gosh, starting this season off was half a year ago, nearly. So oh my like, gosh. wow. If you yeah. think about that and be like, Hey, what were you talking about? Literally like five months ago. I, I don't know if this one hits top 10 for me. It's hard to say. Maybe? It is hard yeah. to say. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back through and like really dig up the past episodes because my mind, like you said, it's been half a year and my mind certainly has not been like revisiting these episodes in my, in my dreams. Though I, yeah. I think I actually had a dream about Ben and Jake the other day. I, I'm, I'm not going to retell it. I can't really remember what it was about. I don't think that makes for good podcasting anyways. So anyways, we start out and Jake is going and him, him and uh, Finn are getting the Rain of Cornucopia, which is this massive book. I guess it just has all the tales on rainicorns and everything about their history. I love, I'm sure that book has a huge chapter on the rainicorn dog wars. I'd mm-hmm. love the do- like to jump into that a little bit, but they don't yeah, need to touch it. You know, it's not even I, important. I was so shocked again. So they, they br- introduced this fact that there is some like rainicorn lore out there. Then that is yeah. this massive ass book, which is crazy. And it still frustrates, like, frustrates me in the fact that we're in the end of season three, Jake is mentioning this huge history of Rainicorn lore. Also, just mentioning that he's still dating Lady Rainicorn. And Pretty I was seriously. Like, Pretty yeah. dang seriously. And, I mean, they're dating seriously. And I mean, not to admit, like say that anything that they were doing before would lead you to believe that they weren't dating seriously. But I'm kind of like, why have we mentioned Rainicorn Dog Wars? Why are we mentioning Rainicorn Acopia lore? And we haven't gotten more lady episodes. Like, yeah, she's hardly. I can't even remember what she was in the Christmas Secrets. Right, like she came to join them at the very end. Yeah, yeah. When all of the okay. characters from the show. But that was like every single main character of the show all happened to be there at the same time at the end of the yeah. episode. I, I just wanted to double check because I was like, the fact that we've hardly but prior to that. Seen her, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, like. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting fact. 
that it has been so long. Um, just just simply typing in Rainicorn into my notes goes back to, let's see, Video Makers, which was season two, episode 23. And then also maybe Hitman. Was she in Hitman season three, episode four? Um, Gosh, yeah, if it was, it was like short-lived too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Th- oh no, that was just in Jake's dream. That's just J- Jake oh, saying, yeah. "Rainicorn, don't eat him." Like, don't eat me, yeah. now, man. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. Like we we do later on in the show. Like we get a f- couple of lady spinoff episodes where it's like her. She's the okay, a good. lot more the main focus. Um, and spoiler drop, if you haven't, I, I'm assuming just browsing Instagram pages and everything, you do learn that Jake does end up having little Rainicorn dog pups yeah. out there. So this seen, it's kind I've of seen. a fun um tie-in that the authors were like yeah we're gonna give jake kids at some point and they Mm. they knew that pretty early on so he's kind of trying to be a good father in a sense right or like preparing to be a good father like i do want to invest some time into my kids and like if they want to know about their history i want to be able to like talk to them about the history of rainicorns and whatnot but have you have you done anything as you're not a father and i know that y'all aren't about to be parents but Certainly, you and Jackie have been married for a little bit. Have you done anything to prep for your future kids? <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't think oh, so. Oh, there you go. Um, I would. I mean, you, I would say it's more a job. Of a, the the prep. I would say that we've done for that has nothing to do with like reading books or like learning the knowledge. It's all been like, <laughs> hey, how mentally stable are our friends with kids right now, and what? Yeah point are we going to be mentally stable enough to handle that yeah when are we really ready to take on that task i kind of jokingly have i have like a little bit where i'm like you know when i have a kid like i'm gonna just like not teach it the color yellow right like this kid just gonna be hanging out and like hey what's that like what color is that dad and just oh yeah it's the sun just totally neglect the question and just move on past it (laughs) i'm kidding i'm not not actually gonna do that that'd be terrible parenting yeah, walking on the tight line of of mental a, child abuse. A very interesting psychological experiment, but I sure hope no one has ever done that to a child. I'm well, I'm sure it's been done. I'm then no doubt so? in that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They there's some I think there's some pretty questionable children raising psychological experiments that have gone on in the past. Um, yeah. Yeah, certainly. But what what shocks me is and it gets into like the lesson at the end. We won't talk about that this early on but that jake didn't he's over there like let's read this giant book and be boring and i was like why not just like ask lady or learn from lady or spend more time with lady to learn how to best parent like little yeah, rainicorn yeah. so I, may, I don't know maybe it's kind of like or even you, her family yeah certainly. yeah bob and ethel but i guess you know like like i said like uh getting into the history of anything isn't always going to be through family. I, I don't think yeah, I've learned much of any history lessons from my parents, you know, or from my grandparents for that matter, outside of me directly going to my grandfather and being like, hey, I know Tyndall is an Irish last name. Can we dive into that a little bit? Like, what do we yeah. know about the Tyndall family? And truthfully, not a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I, you know, I get it. I think, I think yeah. it makes sense why he's doing this. I just, he's so relatable in this episode because he reads the same paragraph over and over again for 11 minutes. How many times did I do that during college? Oh, how many times do I do that? So, so every week I've been, I've been doing, um, so part of my 75 hard thing that I'm doing is you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. 
And so many wow. times I'll save it for the last thing I do of the day, like before I get in bed and I'm sitting in bed and I'm like letting my mind drift because I'm tired, but I'm also, I'm like, I end up reading the same paragraph like four times over. And I'm like, I just got to get this done because my brain is like fading right now. So I 100% relate to that. But who is more relatable? Is it is it Jake with his like reading that same paragraph over and over again? Or is it Finn where Finn's just like, hmm, wobbly table. I guess I'm going to procrastinate a little bit. And we're just going to go off and on an adventure and like, well, he wasn't get studying. He wasn't procrastinating. I mean, Finn really had no reason to be at the library in the first place. Like you got to admit that, that Jake goes and he's like, I'm going to learn about the Rainicorns. And I think it was like, I mean, if there was a Finn mistake making bacon pancakes, maybe? I don't know. Finn yeah. mistake is that he just <laughs> went with Jake to the library with no intention of reading a book at all or studying yeah. on anything. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess is. he goes and like looks for a book that would be interesting when he's like cities, witties, middies, kitties. I, <laughs> and I swear that they were going to lead oh, yeah. into I, oh, like, yeah. titties. <laughs> I well, like, I think I think that's the reason he's so invested in the damaged book is because he knows that's the titties book, and he's just <laughs> like, "What the heck? Who damaged this book?" You who know, damaged, yeah. <laughs> but it is well. The great irony is he does have a reason to be at the library. There are several reasons I can think of why he would want to be at that library all the time. Okay, the, the, do the tell. Big irony, in my opinion, right? Well, I guess we'll we'll introduce the people that he's hanging out with for this entire episode, the, the pagelings, mm-hmm. um, the main pageling, what is his name? Do you have Paper his name? Pete. Paper Pete, of course. The, the name of the name episode. Of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Paper Pete has all these references. He talks about, basically, uh, my thought is that Paper Pete, who is my lovely, um, mm. you know, he references the Odyssey, he, he, or Odysseus, he references uh, Tartarus, which is hell, uh, or the great under or the underworld, right from uh, the Odyssey and Iliad. Mm-hmm. I think he is from those books specifically. I think that's oh, one hundred percent the white page of the Odyssey, perhaps. Um, which again, the great irony of this is that Finn could learn so much from this library. He's searching for a real adventure in a place that is just swimming with epic tales of the mightiest of heroes, and not just any heroes, but human heroes. That like a lot of these, not all of them, because of the Rain of Cornucopia, are human books. And he's mm-hmm. just like, why is he not super interested in this library? Why isn't he investing lots of time in this library, going here, well, reading? It's it's, it's kind of I mean, though, like it's a good point to say, like you know, he's a twelve year old, you know, verging on thirteen, and at that age, yeah, like there are books that I was into at that age that were super adventure books, like Magic Treehouse books. I was into the American Chiller books and they were super fun and epic. But then there's a very, very split difference, I think, in that that still you have an imagination, you have the ability to kind of play make-believe adventures where a lot of the times that's more fun. I mean, I I know some people like love reading. Never, I never was a big reader still not a huge reader, but I would rather go and experience an adventure than read. Not to say that I dislike books, not to say that I no, dislike I, a great story, but I mean, you finish a great story and you're like, man, that was great. But, you know, I don't tell stories about adventures I've had in books. I tell stories about adventures I've had in, in real life. And so I kind of, I kind of relate your with situation Finn. versus his situation, right? His situation that he is the only human 
that he has ever met other than maybe Susan Strong and maybe, uh, I mean, technically Ice King, right? So he he's never met any other humans. And here is a wealth of knowledge of human society and human history, and he has no interest in it. I mean, I can think of another book that I've read, uh, The Kingkiller Chronicles, where Quoth in, in that book, In Name of the Wind, and the sequel, he spends like 600 pages or like, you know, half of that maybe, just trying to get into a library, just for the knowledge of a certain people group, Ben could go and search and learn about so much about how to be a true, great, fantastical hero. I guess the question I bring up in my mind is what is more important or what is more relevant, a lived adventure or a learned adventure from a book, right? Like what would help him more perhaps? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in the show, um, and definitely by the end of this season, and we've talked about it several times, is that we've seen Finn's growth, and it all happens through very much kind of like a a trial and error adventuring and or like learning by experience. And I think that's a big like theme of the whole entire show is like, let's like learn by experience, go out and make mistakes. And so I, I think, I mean, with Finn's mental capacity and I think just maybe his like self-awareness or societal awareness that he probably would end up reading those adventure books. And if there was a lesson to be learned, it would just be like whoop, right over his head, you know? Yeah. I think there's just, if he did it like at the same time as adventuring, that is the lesson or the moral I could pull out of this is maybe not just reading about a thing you want to be an expert at, but reading a little bit to prepare yourself to go and do the things and then get better yeah. through trial well, and error. You also have um, to know that yeah. he has the Enchiridion as well. And so like, he does, does he consider the Enchiridion the only book that matters to him at this point? So nothing else really like has much interest to him. You know? And we see him reading that in the next episode that we're going to yeah, talk we about. Yeah, we do. So it's that's like very, that's very fascinating. While. That's a good point. But he is even looking for an answer at one point later in this episode when the uh, Moldos or however you, how did how did you yeah, pronounce the, it? The Moldos. Moldos. The Moldos are eating Jake's hair and he's like, I got to find an answer. And he looks at this poster and he goes, oh, book. The book is the answer yes. for all of your troubles, Ben. <laughs> and he goes and takes the book and just whacks the crap out of Jake. I love that. That actually got my tops of the episode was when did it really? was wow. contemplating what do I use? He turns around and he's like, books, and then just smacks Jake. Because I was like, oh, I just love it. It's like the most fin thing yeah. that happens this episode. It reminds me of being a kid and like when they actually taught you how to search for a book in the library, like I need this knowledge. How mm-hmm. can I find it in the library? The and Dewey Decimal session. <laughs> I just always, I hated going onto the computer, typing in like the title of the book or whatever, finding the three letter code and go searching in the library. The amount of times I did that in high school, because also I'm not a big reader either. Uh, very few times, unfortunately. It's a lost art. The, the art of the library keeping is definitely a lost art. Because now it would just it's still just kind of like you log it as the name and you put it in a section and you alphabetize them. But it used to be by, I mean, everything. Like go reference this book number and it was all... It was it was something we yeah. actually like. I remember in elementary school we had like library as a class where you sometimes it was just like free reading, other times it was like accelerated reading quizzes and all that. You know, get your AR points and stuff like that. But I don't know. Does that does that age us a lot? <laughs> Getting accelerated <laughs> reading points. 
Um, um, maybe a touch, maybe a but touch. But I remember but, there was at least maybe like fourth or fifth grade when they, I think they imagine that you have the mental capacity to learn about systems as you're learning the library, like how we date the books. And it was like part of your task, they'd give you like seven books in the library and was like, yeah. go figure out where these need to go. No, I, I relate the fan entirely. I mean, the one time I spent, other than like having to search for some things for a, a research project in college that I spent in the actual library at UGA was me trying to get to the top of the library through a friend who had a key to oh, get yeah. to the roof of the library, <laughs> the you know. Roof. So that's that's the only time that's I the really spent there, significant amount of time in the library. So I can relate to the like, oh, this table's a little wobbly. Uh, maybe we'll go find the lost Tinker Goblin on Fog Mountain to fix it. Like, <laughs> let's just do an adventure. And uh, I don't know. Jake's funny though. He's just this seems pretty low stakes, Finn. I'm gonna opt out of all that you're doing this episode. Like you can have fun with these moldos and the page links. I could I could care less. I, I think it's so funny too that that's like Jake's gut reaction is to be like Finn, like, hey Finn, don't go having made up adventures. And I'm like, okay, so Finn does this regularly. I think it's a very much a boy cried wolf situation is that Finn probably when Jake is either, uh, I I can just like picture, but they have real adventures. They have real, they do have real adventures, but it's, I can just imagine Finn being restless. So like, like let's hypothetically like think that Jake is going out for a date with lady and he's getting calls from Finn every 10 minutes. And Finn's like, if the treehouse is getting attacked by monsters, come over like, you know? And so I, I do kind of see that Jake, it's trying to have this little kind of independent life. Like I need to do things outside of you and outside of our adventure time. And that Finn constantly has cried wolf in the past. And so this time it's it's believable that Jake's like, dude, you're just trying to distract me. This has happened before. Like, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is uh this is typical Finn for sure. It does feel like typical Finn, but I, I- I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think it was a low stakes kind of fun 11 minutes of just like hanging out. And also how great is it that Jake sat there for 11 minutes rereading the same paragraph and that's how long the episode is. That Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind directly, of a joke, but I liked it. I, I do. And that happens with, a, I think, a lot of those like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network shows. They kind of poke fun. But they were like, what have you been doing for the last 12 minutes? And that's exactly yeah. how long the for episode's last. 22 so. minutes, which is like minus commercials. That's how long yeah. you normally get for the 30-minute period of a, a TV show. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, but overall, yeah, the thing is good. Um, I got some notes on on the pagelings and everything like that. But let's take a quick breather um, before we dive into a little bit more of the story lore behind this episode. Yeah, that sounds good. This ad was brought to you by the SLUTS, Secret Library of the United Turtle Society, or SLUTS. The SLUTS would like to remind you that we are still here. Libraries aren't going anywhere, and neither will SLUTS. We may not be as active as we used to be, but people just aren't visiting libraries like they once did. Our organization has been around since the dawn of the written language, so take time to look into a local library and reach out to your local sluts representative. But please do not shame us. We just love books and want what's best for you. Welcome back from our quick uh, quick break. Russell, be yeah. quiet. We're, uh, we're in a library oh, here. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little softer. We're in a, we're in, I, I do love that is constantly through this episode is there. 
getting constantly shushed when they're trying to have this like epic yeah. war between two different societies. Yeah. Also love how Finn just destroys so many books or has to have damaged so many books in this episode. He bangs one on top of Jake's head. You know, he like him and Jake are running down the aisle and then knock over a ton of books that they just all fall on the floor. Like he, I think he did way more damage than good by yeah. stopping the Moldos and, and giving them his shirt essentially. Oh yeah. You, you gotta think that turtle princess does not like having Jake and Finn there. Cause it's a lot more things she has to go and clean so up. And pick maybe up she and, does. Maybe she does like them there. Cause Finn took his shirt off and she got a, she got a nice blushy. little eye of that. That was, that was my tops of the episode is just seeing her reaction <laughs> To Finn That's taking true. his shirt off and she just blushes. <laughs> I know. It was, was, it was funny. Was funny. Uh, it, it made me think about um, no one can hear you when Finn takes all his clothes off and he's like, I hope no one buy, no one sees my naked boy bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. turtle princess is totally blushing over him, yeah. which, is, which is funny. The other well, like mistake that was just like the Moldos, man, like they have so much opportunity to destroy books all over the library. There are, they way outnumber the page links. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Like the page links and them have these battles. Like what was it? The battle that they had of uh, the joke book. Uh, oh yeah. Battle the teddy bear joke book. Teddy bear joke book. Yeah. But there are so many books. Like they, when they scare them off, they run away. They just run away to other books. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, there are well, so many. Yeah. They, they live behind a bookshelf. Which is full of books already. Yeah, and only one and book on that bookshelf is damaged from what I, I saw. Well, and that was funny was that Jake's or Finn's shirt can uh, feed his family for generations. And I'm like, okay, so like, why didn't yeah. you just, you know, drag all of maybe like 40 books out of the thousands, maybe millions that were in there and just eat on those for generations without? Yeah. But I, I, don't I do think have to say, it's in the last 40 years, though, I, I do it seemed like they were taking too big a bites. That's true. I, I do think that there are more than four page links because they said that they are the uh, blank page in the beginning of the books, which is which true. is what's called either a fly page or a fly leaf. Um, huh. In books, yeah, the, the kind of like the blank page at the beginning and the blank page at the end. Um, some of which get decorated, some of which I, that's kind of, I think why you have those like, you know, notes to the editors, this book was published by is that the, the fly leaves were put in books actually to protect the binding of the books and like keep the pages together. So I thought that was kind of like a cool tie in. I, yeah, like, I love that. I love that lore just randomly like, Oh, here's the reason for us. Yeah. Because they easily yeah. could have not given it a reason. They could just but, be pages of books. Yeah, that it's it's funny to me because that would lead me to believe that every book in that library would represent one page length, page length. per se. Perhaps, you know, yeah. Uh, but that they were secret warriors, so maybe the like, when the Maldos come and take a book, the other page links don't know. So it's like one, only one page link versus three, four, five Maldos at one time. So I could see that potentially being yeah. like the reason. They weren't even like giving Finn paper cuts, right? They they have those little swords. I, I I love the moment too when Paper Pete's just like wield my brother and wield, and they all take out their little like folded origami swords yeah. and start slicing I did, I did at the like Moldos. The, I did like the <laughs> little Finn battle size. where they were just like <laughs> like smacking each it's other, and like, then just blows them away. Yeah, this is a very boring adventure that I'm on right now, isn't this? <laughs> 
He's very, he's, yeah. yeah, he's very into it, but I think he is pretty bored. It is a very I, low stakes adventure for him. That's the moment where he was like, I guess Jake was right, but I can't let Jake win. Like, I, I have to prove that this is a great adventure. Jake, look at these things. They're all real. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess the true adventure doesn't become about necessarily saving the pagelings more than it is about him. His adventure is just proving to Jake that they exist, which is kind of funny. That's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah, that does. It's kind of what it turns into, certainly. Yeah, but they bite like the Dickens, and and that was the way that he did it, right? And but even then, Jake didn't care. Jake was like at the end of the episode, and was like, "Isn't that crazy? They're real." And Jake's, he's like, "Who cares? He's like, like, who cares? What's it matter?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's so. I don't know. This kind of just fun that he gets to have an adventure, but just yeah. really boring. So, uh, yeah, I thought I that know. was a and reference. Then, to like uh, Charles Dickens, right? Me and Allie were looking into that a little bit. Uh, their bites sting like the Dickens, but apparently it's just a, like the the Dickens or whatever. Something like the Dickens it just means like the devil. Um, oh, so wait, I never like knew that. Devil. Yeah, I didn't either. I was, I was kind of hoping it was like, because he obviously says later in this episode that Finn has the cunning of Odysseus which is mm-hmm. very obviously a literal uh, literary reference. But unfortunately, like the Dickens was not. Yeah, I guess they could have leaned on into some more like book and novel puns in this one. Might have been too yeah. easy. Yeah. Might have been. Well, no, I don't, I don't know. They, the Adventure Time does a good job of like getting clever like that. But maybe it was to the extent, like, like you said, maybe uh, Paper Pete was part of some sort of like compilation of Greek tragedies yeah, Greek and Greek mythology or something mythology so that's kind of and you see that like it's really funny that Finn actually starts to use kind of his uh what do you call it not semantics but the way that paper Pete talks which is kind of like you know I'm an epic warrior type thing that every time Finn has to like convince him to do something he then ends up speaking very similarly to being like yeah what well, would you like to go on this noble quest my lord like <laughs> It, it does takes feel a little, little bit like Finn has to dumb down, though, even his language to them. For whatever reason, it feels to me like the the Moldos and the Pagelings are written as like slightly less intellectual as Finn and Jake are, for whatever reason. I, I may be wrong on this, but that's just kind of how I felt about how they were written in this episode. Yeah. I feel like there is a maybe a common theme that a lot of like... Uh, sentient beings in the land of Ooh are pretty either like tunnel vision minded or, or just pretty dumb in general. Like there's not they a very good thing. perception yeah. of uh, reality out there or, yeah, or it seems knowledge. like they have a lane or they're just kind of like meant to play underneath and not like steal the show from Finn. And maybe a great way of doing that is making them like less intelligent or less a type personality than Finn is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you definitely see it with thought. you definitely see it with the candy people for sure. That they kind of yeah. they don't necessarily always dumb it down, but the candy people are for sure not as street smarts as as other creatures <laughs> out there. Um, Man, I, I would love to talk real very shortly about the library itself. At the very end of this episode, we get to see. The library is like halfway buried underground and you can see other remnants of buildings, like the tops of buildings and stuff. That was such a great like last second moment add to mm-hmm. this for me. It, it reminded me, again, I'm just going to bring up Avatar The Last Airbender where 
they go into the library and they're trying to find it in this big desert and they can't find the library. But there's just like the tip of the top of the library is out of the desert sand. And underneath it is this massive building. And that's kind of what we have here is there is more than just the tip top of the building is out. Um, But it it is kind of a hidden library building thing that for whatever reason, uh, the turtles found and we're just like, oh, we're going to make this a thing that people do in our day and age. Yeah, no, I I love that. I love the fact that it's kind of like the buried library. It's first of all, again, now that we have built canon up that you can sneak little things in episodes like that where you're like, hey, that's actually kind of like a big important call out is like, why would you have a million book library in a, uh, I can't say unsophisticated society, but you know, where something like this wouldn't have been built from scratch. And now it's the library. I, I call it, I always call it the library kingdom just because it's so big okay. and everything like that. So, yeah, but it's cool. It, it can, um, it can make you think. And uh, what, when Finn was going through the books, the city's book had what resembled the empire state building on it for sure. And then first factoid of the episode, I only have a few for this one. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, is that one of the books, there is a crown on one of the books that is similar to the Ice King's crown. Um, so that's kind of my maybe theoretically speaking of this episode is that Simon Petrikoff wrote a book about the crown before he went crazy and it's buried deep in the library, hmm. you know? Yeah, maybe. About some He's, research. He definitely was uh, a smart fella. Was he a professor? I can't. I'm going to see a Not smart really sure. fellow or a fart smeller. Oh. Oh, I don't know. No, he was, was he a professor? Simon I don't Petrikoff? know if he, what well, he was is a studier or of a researcher. ancient artifacts. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. in, in academia for sure, but yeah. I don't know about a professor or anything like that, hmm. but Man. I would imagine that, yeah, it's, it's what you said at the beginning though. There's a almost infinite, what seems like an infinite amount of knowledge in there and that, Maybe weeding through it all is what's impossible because it seemed like pretty much with the other references that it feels like what the MC Escher drawings with like the crazy stairs, like where you're like running. It does seem like that sometimes. And um, the the cool part, and actually the best part about the whole library as a setting was that some of the bookshelves in the background just resembled like skyscrapers. So it felt like a city (laughs) within the building, which was awesome too, but very MC Escher-y. I loved uh, a part, I think really probably should have been my tops of this episode. We go into the Moldo's lair. Finn chases them and follows them back with uh, Paper Pete back to their lair, sneaks through the bookcase into this like really cool crystal cave. Um, and <laughs> the, the I'm just thinking of the winking the whole time. And also I have written in my notes, PP, but for whatever re- reason you that made me giggle. Pee-pee. Yeah, call me PP. Uh, He's like, I'll so, tell you Meldwin, he goes, who's your king? Like, who's your leader? And Meldwin's a democratically elected official, which I believe, is this the first time we've had a democratically elected official in charge of a people group? And it feels like it might be. Yeah, it kind of is. I'm pretty sure that everything else has been like princesses and kings. Yeah. And you learn later when we get to the King of Ooh stuff, uh, some more kind of like joke references about democratic elections and everything. And that, um, well, Finn's just like, Oh, that's cute. You know, he kind of plays it off. Um, but I was like, in my mind, I'm like, that is cute. That's kind of awesome. The, 
for whatever reason, it almost made me like them more than the pagelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't like that a, they're destroying books, but I'm like, they have democracy. They, they democracy. voted on their leader. They are invasive only in the fact that they eat books, but non-invasive in the fact that they don't like live in the library. They have their own little like world set up in there. I did, I did love the fact like we've seen Finn and Jake's like treasure trove in their treehouse, and <laughs> that Finn is totally unfazed by like these diamonds and rubies in there. Cause he's just like, I don't know. It's maybe that's just my deep cut being like, if I went in there, yeah. I'd be like, Holy crap. Like let me oh, get yeah. all these diamonds. But then our like, mind nope. would totally be in a different world. than fence was exactly. No, exactly. That's a good point though. They, here's the thing. The motos are so willing and so okay with being distracted. Like they're just looking for an alternative is what I'm trying to say. They're looking or they're not, they should be. Someone needs to give them an alternative, which was the t-shirt this whole time they were open to it. And if the pagelings hadn't just been fighting them, maybe they talked with them. Clearly the the motos are like a civilized society of people that are willing to have a democratically elected official. Perhaps they would be willing to discuss and like you said, negotiate. Here are 40 children's books that the children of Ooh don't even read. So yeah. take these, eat them, and we'll, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool though because uh, Paper Pete kind of talking all about the Odyssey and the, like the Greek plays, the Greek stories, and stuff like that. At first, they reference the democratic leader because that's also introduced with like Greeks being the first to have democratically elected leaders, um, and then that the that Finn kind of comes and infiltrates their lair in a very Trojan horse style with like, I've come <laughs> bearing gifts, but just kidding. Yeah. Like we're going to break out and, and ruin everything. But there was like lots of cool. And, and I tried to, I was like, I wish we had Allie on who's our resident, like Greek mythology <laughs> <laughs> expert yeah. of like, is this story about like, um, what was it when they ripped the hair off of Jake and they're like, wearing the beast will make us like the beast. I'm like, is that referencing something from Greek mythology that I'm missing? Oh, I and so no maybe idea. there's, Probably a bunch of sneaky little references that I'm totally like missing completely. Yeah, it, it would have gone over my head as well. Maybe anyone who's listening to this, uh, any travelers, want to reach out to the Traveler's Log and let us know if they know what that was a reference to. That could be something we could talk about on a future episode. Yeah, um, that one. Yeah. And then the second one was like the the peace offering, kind of like you said, like they could have done something to like help them out if they were so open and that Finn's the one that kind of brokers the, uh, the the ceasefire between the two races and just being like, here, here's a peace offering from the Pagelings. It's a T-shirt. You know, is that something that's Greek mythology-based of like, here's the peace offering. Now we have, you know, a thousand years of non-war. Yeah. I was like, that sounds very Greek mythology-related mm -hmm. too. Well, do you have any other factoids for us? Um, I think the only other factoid that I had was um, kind of a fun reference was just there is the ghost that uh, Finn and Jake save in Blood Under the Skin, the drop ball ghost, is mm -hmm. seen reading a book in the library, which I thought was funny. Is he really? Um, I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, yeah. It was a very quick reference. Um, but kind of, it was cool. Like, again, like kind of that deep cut canon. If you see there, they're reusing some of their like C-list characters as background characters in other episodes. <laughs> um, and that the ghost is not no longer trapped from playing drop ball for eternity. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then the other, only other like real factoid is that this is the first Adventure Time episode to air in 2012, 
which is, it's just a cool timestamp because that's when I graduated high school. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we were only in season three of Adventure Time when I was finishing high school. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. I I haven't really given it that much thought because obviously it started... 2010, right? So that would make yeah. sense that season three would have been, which is why those first two seasons are the ones where I have some nostalgic episodes from. Yeah, because they were just like airing on TV when you were still, yeah, they would know, have constantly been. flipping through Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, and we've got another factoid of Finn being confirmed as a flat earther, or a, at least say like the sun and the earth touch for some reason. Um, there's <laughs> some people in trouble walking on off the sun the over sunset. there. <laughs> Jake's just like, uh, you're making this up, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Further confirming that, yeah, Finn constantly forgets that the sun is in space and not something that you can run over to. <laughs> Does not touch oh, the horizon. I'm sorry, Finn. <laughs> yeah, well, I had one last kind of like deep thought that this episode made me think about. And at the end, it was when Jake was like, I wasn't reading the book the whole time. And they're walking out of the library towards the sunset. And Finn was like, so did you finish your book? And he's like, nah. He's like, well, what, what about your like rainicorn pups? And he was like, I'll just make it up as I go along. And I thought that was just kind of funny uh, in a reference to like parenting in general. Um, that there's all those like, here's how to do this thing for your baby, baby naming books. Uh, and that's so much of, I think, parenting. I, I'm not a parent. So parents out there, if you're actually listening to this and not taking care of your kids, <laughs> that it's, I would say most parents, they'd be like, well, yeah, we no matter how much you prepare, you're never prepared and you just make it up as you go along. I think that it's like a constant theme that I always hear from TV shows and from real parents. They're like, yeah, we totally just made it up as we went along. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you can't just read a book lesson. and become like, you, you can't just read and become a good parent. Like there has to be that trial and error element to it, which is what we were talking about earlier in this episode, certainly. But I don't think books are a bad place to start. No, like if you're no, about to be a, a kid or a, a parent, you're about to be a kid. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. You're about to be a parent. Like you might as well, you know, read some books and try to prepare uh, and at least have ideas of how to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it made, it made me think again. So like I'm through the books I'm reading right now are all about like wine and wine regions and knowledge and tasting notes and all this stuff. Um, I'm on day 62 out of my 75 days of not drinking. Um, but last night we had a wine night with some friends and there was probably 30 something odd people and 30 something odd bottles of wine. And Whoa. I actually went through and was tasting them using a spitter. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but it, do, it did make me realize, you know, that you can read and become like a, a book smart person on any topic. Um, but you do have to have that real life experience in order to be like actually good at something. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, the books are a good place to start, but you can't be like, yeah, yeah, I know everything there is to know <laughs> about Paris because I've read everything about it. But I'm like, well, if you haven't been there, it's very not legitimized, you know, something, you know, yeah. things like that where adventuring is kind of the full staple of being an expert and being knowledgeable about a topic is, you know, you don't want Sounds somebody like your to... your lesson. Yeah. yeah. That's my lesson. That's my lesson is that, yeah, books are a good place to start, but you got to get out there. And that's why we're doing this never-ending adventure, never-ending yeah. life-learning lessons. Uh, my lesson is don't go to the library with your friends if you need to get anything done. 
because <laughs> it is not a great situation to be in. <laughs> nice. Is that is that uh, from this episode or is that from your college experience? That's just personal experience and also kind of from this episode. <laughs> I think Finn was a big reason why Jake got nothing done, like didn't get past that first paragraph as he was constantly coming over. He stole the book at one point. There was plenty, and he put the uh, moldos on his back, and they were eating his fur and stuff. So there are plenty of reasons why this episode. Oh, but yeah, you definitely know that as soon as Finn ran back away, Jake, in his mind, knowing how ADD Jake is, being like, "What the heck is he doing?" and probably letting yeah. his mind drift into the adventures that Finn was having without him. Yeah, and I bet he He's was just a little jealous. I bet, I bet he did actually want to adventure, but he was trying to be responsible. Yeah. But you got to respect that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, so it's a respect. It's, it's, it's respect. No no great Jake mistakes in this episode besides, no. uh, you know, no. Jake's uh, kids, we'll, we'll learn more about them later on. But they, uh, yeah. a lot of lessons with Jake's kids. So maybe he should have taken a little extra time to read up to. <laughs> hey, this was a good little episode. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. it. I don't know. It's a throwaway adventure and it's kind of just an episode that I probably won't skip if I'm binging Adventure Time. No, no, I'm it's not going to rewatch or just go, hey, I want to watch that episode today. Yeah, yeah. If there's episodes in this season that are skippable, next week's episode, we are doing it on another way. And it's a very, uh, it's it's not bad, but it is very skippable for many reasons that we will get into. For watching the episode, I, I hear the podcast episode's going to be amazing. It's going it, to be lit, bro. It's going to be super gonna lit. Be That's going to be, I think that episode's coming out in November. Uh, and it's going to be very thankful if you haven't been on this podcast during November before. I, this is going to be a super thankful episode. I think we're all going to be very thankful. It's the most <laughs> thankful time of the year, November. Um, so I'm very excited to check out whatever this episode happens to be that I definitely haven't watched yet. Definitely. I watched definitely. So we're about to record. About I, to record. I, I did it. So uh, my rec, Ned, for this episode, since we're still, I believe in October, it could be wrong, but carve a pumpkin. If you haven't done it yet, go carve a pumpkin. It's, it's like one of the best traditions of October, in my opinion. Good, good. I'm, I don't know if we'll carve this year. We have little baby pumpkins already. Oh, but man. I know. I, I always enjoy carving a pumpkin, but I'm it always gets down to the point where it's like so much going on before Halloween. I'm like, oh, do we have time? Do we even do it? So I'll try to get around to it. I'll try to, yeah. to feed into your recommendation for sure. Yeah, but it's like you get the carve the pumpkin and then you get the roast the seeds. Like Yeah, that I, so I have only done seed roasting one time and that was far and away like what made it worth it to me oh, was doing dude, some salt every vinegar year. pumpkin seeds every year i did that it's so great well What's my rec? recommend my recommendation and it was actually more of a recommendation for myself is that this episode reminded me of a tiktok that i saw last week that reminded me of the old movie the page master which was like Oh gosh, I'm, I pulled up the wiki here. It's this movie from 1994, and it's like about a kid that gets he goes to like a library, and it, I saw a TikTok of the scene where like the ceiling melts, and there's all this like cartoon, colorful painting, and he kind of gets like swept up into this world of like all these like wizards and dragons and monsters. So Google the Page Master, and. If you are a 90s kid like me, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot this movie existed. So 
recommendation. Okay. Go watch the Page Master. Yeah, and this it's I don't know. It just totally reminded me of this episode. Yeah, the way you started that out though totally felt like I'm I'm an old guy <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> I'm an oldie. I shallowed. I shallow oh, ticking tucks that reminded me of, of my favorite movie as a child. I used to go to the library and read the book Titties <laughs> all the time. I, I used to read my titty books at the library. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, where we can all laugh. of our adventurers find find our creepy old men voices out there? Uh, man, y'all can check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore Podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Let us know about Greek mythology and this episode. If there are any other through lines that you saw that that we may have missed, or in the next couple episodes. Hit us up at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. That's travelers with one L uh, because we're in the U.S. and we spell with one L. We um, don't speak British. Oh, come on, dude. We got British listeners. We, we, uh, we don't speak British, though. Hey, I'm the half of the podcast that loves British culture and British people. And uh, Russell, Ned's Russell other puts half baked beans on his toast in the morning. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a British thing. They put baked beans on toast. I've been drinking a lot of tea, dude. So that might be a stereotype. I've been drinking a lot of tea in the river. Oh my gosh, freaking American! This is the worst. Can we please end this podcast? (laughs) We can end this one. (laughs) All right, y'all. Party forever, Uh, just not with Ned. Maybe I don't know. Party forever, Ned. I love the G guys. Oh my gosh. 